Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. Uh, that was a rather strange sound there. I hope the uh, connection is okay for you on your end. I heard a lot of warble in that sound from Blog Talk Radio. But anyways, uh, good to be with you all again. I've been away for the last month. I haven't done a show in July. I think it was the end of August was my last show. So I hope to catch up more here in August and be on with you and come back more regularly. Um, it was good to get a break. And uh, anyway, so here we are today, and I'm going to continue today um, with our team on looking at U.S. history, but approaching it from a very different angle from the way it's mostly done in terms of looking at transits to the chart and transits in the heavens, but looking at it from some tool that we use a lot in astrology and personal readings, and that's looking at the the cycle of the progressed um, new moons um, and full moons and everything in between to frame or structure an individual's life, and in this case, uh, a nation's uh, life or, or uh, history. So we'll take a look at that today, and then I'll, as before, I'll open up and answer your questions um, on that topic, if you wish, or if you have a personal question uh, that you want to ask about your chart or someone else's chart, um, just uh, just give me your name when you uh when I pick up the call with you, and uh, just all I would need is a birth date and a birthplace. Uh, and of course, if you have the time of birth, then I can tell you that much more. Um, and if you want to reach me to suggest a, f- a future subject or topic for a show, just uh, please email me at my name, Bill Atri, that's B I L L A T T R I D E, at gmail.com. Or you can simply find me on various platforms, social media, um, on the blog site itself, and, and, and of course, the uh, talk show here. Um, and, of course, once we're done with the show today, I'll also post in the next day or two uh, the transcript for the show, at least the first part of the show, because there's a lot of material there, and you might want to not just listen to it, but read it as well. Um, and, and also, I just want to apologize to you, my, or my audience, because uh, I was having trouble here with, I've got actually two blogs running, one on TypePad and now one also on WordPress. And there was a problem with the email programs and subscriptions whereby, uh, well, it's Google FeedBurner is ending and I had to find another way to get the emails out and add that on, which seemed to go well, but the Google one was still connected. So it sent out two emails and the blog and the other blog, which I'm trying to make more the main blog, WordPress got all messed up as well. So some of you might have gotten even three messages. I don't know, three emails. And I, I do apologize. I know we all get more than enough emails and don't need to see multiples of the same. So uh, that's on me. And I'm going to try to fix that this week. I've got to get in there and work with tech support and uh, reconnect things correctly. Um, but anyways, <laughs> we, all, we all deal with the technical world and have various uh, successes and frustrations there in our lives. And so uh, I'm sure you can sympathize. Um, so, so again, and again, in, ter- in terms of um, current conditions and what's going on out here in the world, of course, um, the, the next major shift that we'll all be looking for and looking at will be the upcoming Mercury retrograde cycle. But that's not until the end of September, though, of course, you know, we feel that a couple of weeks earlier as it begins to move in there. So that's something to, as I would say, look forward to. Some people dread having Mercury retrograde, but it's still a ways off. Um, And we will be having the planet Uranus uh, turn retrograde here in August. That's on August the 19th, which is rather significant since it is making significant alignments uh, in many people's charts and also 
in, in our own nation's chart. And so we want to be looking at that in the future as well. Um, but it is the planet that drives us towards greater individuality and moving us towards freer and more uh, authentic lives. But sometimes that's not easy uh, to be broken out of something or shook out of something. And that's how it has the effects that it seems to propagate in people's lives and in circumstances. So I will take a look at that probably in an upcoming episode. Um, and of course, we continue to find ourselves in this rather powerful time uh, in this country with uh, having that alignment once again of uh, Neptune to Mars and Neptune to Neptune. Um, as I said, it, 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 the last time we were at the similar moment in time was the late 1850s. But equally important were the, the similar alignments, not the same as this one, that occurred in 1980-81 and in 1938-39 and 1897-98, all really important historical periods in, in U.S. history that we are part of now, given the alignment occurring in the chart right now for the USA and the upcoming alignment of the first ever Pluto return in the USA chart is just ahead here in 2022. Um, so we'll talk about that some more. But what I thought we'd do for today is, again, look at the U.S. history, but from a different angle or perspective. Um, so I thought we'd look at, the, look at U.S. history by examining how the series of progressed new moons in the USA chart can provide a framework for understanding its historical unfoldment. I, like many astrologers, have found that the series of progressed new moons in an individual's chart is quite illustrative of the structure of, for that person's life. And we will find the same is true with regards to a nation's chart as well. Our show last time focused upon the critical role of Neptune's position in the USA chart, along with Pluto and Uranus, and its cyclic movement through the heavens in 170 years and through the USA's chart also, illuminates some of the more critical moments in our history. More especially, Neptune highlights the critical juncture we find ourselves in today, which resembles or carries resonances with the 1850s and 1860s. What we will see is that the progressed sun-moon cycle also shows how important our moment today is as well. Now, a new moon in a chart is like the planting of a seed that unfolds over the next 29 years. It is one of the indications of what is propelling the spiritual development of that entity, in this case, a nation, the USA. The sign of the new moon will be one of its keys to interpretation, along with the house in which it occurs. We will also find very illuminating the halfway point of any lunar cycle when the moon and sun are opposite to one another, which is, of course, the full moon, and should be seen as a moment of revelation climax of that particular sun-moon cycle. Though many uh, historical events occur in each period, my intention here uh, is to observe the development of the USA with regards to its foundational purpose, that we were to be a nation based upon the principle of equality and justice for all. As we stated to the world in our Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, 
governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That promise of equality, of founding a covenant community, formed upon the spiritual truth that we support each person's right to free self-determination, was broken at our birth, and it is still to be realized fully to this very day. This is the story of America, as it is for all human and spiritual progress. We are imperfect, and we must strive every day to become what we are meant to be, loving one another as we love ourselves and all of this creation too. The first new moon for the USA was in 1787 at 24 degrees of Cancer in the eighth house of the chart. Cancer is the sign of the Declaration of Independence and is, astro is astrologically the sign of our roots and foundations of where we come from. 1787 was the year when the Constitutional Convention began, coming to an agreement to form the country into a constitutional representative republic. But more than half of those delegates to the convention were slave owners, and our Constitution specifically enshrined the right to own black people. In 1789, George Washington also a slave owner, became the first president of the United States. And we cannot forget that out of the first 12 presidents, only two did not own slaves. The full moon in 1802 was in Aquarius, which is where the moon is in the USA natal chart. In 1804, New Jersey becomes the last northern state to abolish slavery. And in 1808, the importation of slaves into the U.S. is made illegal. But from then until 1860, more than 250,000 slaves are smuggled into the U.S. The American story, the arduous and pain-filled path we are on towards a true democracy and the fulfillment of our stated ideal of equality was set and remains to this day. The second new moon was in 1816 at 22 degrees of Leo in the eighth house. The sign of Leo is about leadership. It rules self-affirmation by self-expression, courage, and leadership. This period began with the preservation of the USA as a separate nation after the defeat of England's attempt to take back its former colonies in the War of 1812. The northern border for the USA was six between Canada in an agreement with the United Kingdom, and the official U.S. flag is adopted with 13 bars and stripes and a field of stars. The Missouri Compromise is adopted, allowing for it to be admitted as a state with slavery, but barring any future slave states west of the Mississippi at that time. And in 1830, Congress approves the Indian Removal Act to relocate all Native peoples east of the Mississippi. The full moon of 1831 begins with Nat Turner's slave revolt in which 57 white people are killed, and of course he is captured and hanged, and with the infamous Trail of Tears, the forced resettlement of the Cherokee Nation over the course of six years. 
This is also when the territory of Texas begins its attempt to break free of Mexico and declare independent. And it remains a contested region between Texans and Mexico until the Mexican War of 1846. Which brings us to the third new moon, which was in 1846 at 21 degrees of Virgo in the ninth house. Virgo is the sign that governs the principle of order and organization, of the drive to greater wholeness. This period encompassed the dramatic expansion of the territory of the USA through the war with Mexico and the seizure of the lands that would become the states of Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, and California. The principal reason for the war with Mexico was Mexico's attempt to reassert control over Texas and ban slavery in the territory. Texas slave owners rebelled, and the USA joined in the cause of liberating Texas from Mexico control and influence, and by this intervention, preserving slavery in Texas. But the cause against slavery was mounting throughout the country, and this period brought about the climax in this struggle over whether slavery would continue or be ended. It is quite remarkable to note that the next full moon for this cycle occurred in 1861 when the Civil War started. Of course, we can note that this is the same period in which the transits of the USA chart had both Pluto squared to Pluto and the passage of Neptune opposite Neptune and square to Mars that we are witnessing in 2021 again, and that we will experience our own very first Pluto return in 20. The energy forms of our civil war are echoing around us once again. The fourth new moon was in 1876 at 20 degrees of Libra in the 10th house. Libra is the sign that governs the experience of relationship, which to me is the field of energies forming our experiences with one another. The struggle for freedom and equality that was achieved after the Civil War was broken as the reconstruction of the southern states ended during this new moon. This turning away from justice happened with the disputed election of 1876, which was resolved when Republicans came to an agreement with Democrats. The Republicans would take the presidency, but with the understanding that the federal enforcement of Reconstruction would end. What followed was the systematic exclusion of black voices and voters in the South, which continued until the 1960s. This was also the year that the U.S. ordered all Native peoples onto reservations, leading to the war with the Sioux and the Battle of the Little Bighorn. The climax of this cycle, the full moon was in 1890, was the massacre at Wounded Knee becomes the last and most tragic act in the wars against the Native peoples, ending the U.S. military campaigns against Native Americans. This period is also when the industrial growth of the country leads the rise of what will become to be called the Gilded Age, with tycoons and major monopolies rising to power in the U.S. economy and influence over the political world. This led to the rising chorus of progressive reformers 
seeking to both address economic injustice and the corrupt political systems. So the fifth new moon was in 1905 at 20 degrees of Scorpio in the 11th house. Scorpio governs the principle of union, of joint ventures, and the power of alchemy. In this period, Teddy Roosevelt began his second term, and the progressive movement that had begun in the late 1800s continued to make strides in reigning in the excesses of the Gilded Age and monopolies as reformers attempted to create a more equitable economic and political order. This period also sees the enactment of a national income tax and also the direct election of senators. The full moon of this period is in 1920 and begins with women securing the right to vote with the passage of the 19th Amendment, which is the greatest expansion of the right to vote in the USA ever. This advancement is followed in 1924 when Native Americans are designated citizens of the USA and become eligible to vote as well. Of course, by the end of the 1920s, the country and the entire world descends into the abyss of the Great Depression. The sixth new moon in the USA chart is at 20 degrees of Sagittarius in the first house. Sagittarius is the holder of truth, of how we understand and know ourselves and our world and embody these in our conduct and laws and practices. FDR took office in March of 1933, but it was in 1935 that the Social Security Act was passed, forever changing the relationship of the people of the U.S. and their government. World War II leads to the greatest collective effort by the U.S. government as America becomes the arsenal of democracy and with the Allied powers defeats fascism in Germany and Japan in 1945. The full moon that follows in 1949 begins with Harry Truman having been elected to the presidency and the post-World War II era begins with the Cold War with the Soviet Union and the arms race commencing and continuing under Eisenhower. The panic over the threat of communism leads to a series of violations of civil rights during the 1950s and 60s. But this period equally witnesses the rising struggle for civil rights in the South and the North. Among the advances are a series of Supreme Court rulings like Brown versus Board of Education. That ruling declared that segregation, the policy of separate but equal, violated the 14th Amendment, the very amendment which was part of the abolition of slavery and had been ratified after the Civil War in 1868, which guarantees that all persons born in the USA to be citizens and requiring equal protection under the law. The seventh new moon was in 1965, at 20 degrees of Capricorn and in the second house. Capricorn governs the principle of responsibility and the institutional order. The struggle for racial justice and equality from the end of World War II leads to the passage of several laws, including the Voting Rights Act of 1965. If we are to have a democracy, 
then each citizen must be allowed to vote. But the awful truth had been that since the failure of Reconstruction in the 1870s, almost the entire black population of the southern states had never voted because they were prevented from doing so. A number of historians agree that this is when we might observe that the promise of democracy and equal rights was being made possible in the USA for the first time in our history. Unfortunately, the reaction of those who do not want equality and justice for all Americans would begin their coordinated efforts to overturn this progress. After the full moon of 1979 and the election of Ronald Reagan in 1980, we were led by a president who declared that the real problem with the USA was our very own government. And part of the solution was to reduce the power of the federal government's protection of minority rights. His administration enacts a series of conservative policies that are directed towards reversing the more equitable division of economic and political progress that have been achieved by both parties since the days of FDR in the 1930s. What was the result? Just look at the trend lines for economic growth for the USA from the 1940s to 1980 and then from 1980 to today. And you will note the growing inequality of income and wealth that began in 1980 has led to the wealth gap and crushing economic equalities now. This result was seeded by the policies implemented during this period in the 1980s. We have now, in the 2020s, the most unequal distribution of wealth that we have ever had. The progress we had made of a more equitable growth for most Americans from 1940 to 1980 has been completely undone and reversed from 1980 until now. And this is no accident. Policies were pursued, tax laws were changed, and programs were ended so that the very few would benefit from the wealth that we all helped to create. New Moon was in 1994 at 20 degrees of Aquarius in the second house. Aquarius holds the dreams of humanity that one day we will indeed be brothers and sisters who live with justice and equality. But in 1994, arising from the backlash against the civil rights movements in the 1960s and 70s, the political division of the country shifted dramatically with a generational move from Democratic to Republican control of the Southern and Western states, which finally led to the House of Representatives being led by a Republican majority for the first time in 40 years in 1994. Their stated agenda was to continue the dismantling of the power and authority of the central government, with the purpose being the elimination of social programs that addressed poverty and discrimination. The continuing and unsustainable warping of income and wealth distribution accelerated, leading to the second great economic crisis in U.S. history in 2008. So the full moon of 2008 arrives, and as the Republican policies to cut taxes, 
remove regulations, and gut safety programs creates the conditions for the second Great Depression in U.S. history, leading to the surprising election of the first black president of the United States, Barack Obama. But once in office, the leadership in the Republican Party declares that their sole mission is to make certain that Obama's programs are thwarted. Nevertheless, he is reelected, but is only able to implement his reforms through mostly executive actions, which can be undone by a following president. Then, in 2016, Donald Trump is elected to office with the stated purpose of doing everything he can to reverse all of Obama's reforms and advances. The continuing erosion of equity and justice in the U.S. and the mounting loss of faith in the system of self-government during his four years leads to Trump's defeat in 2020 and the election of Joe Biden, a centrist Democrat now reborn as a reformer and healer for the nation. But Trump and his allies refuse to concede and promote an alternate story of a stolen election. This lie provokes an insurrectionist mob to attempt to stop the certification of the election. The images of rioters storming the Capitol carries echoes of another perilous period that holds similar astrological conditions to our own, the late 1850s and 1860s. This nation is divided into two broadly and radically different ideas of the story of America. And as Abraham Lincoln stated, a house divided against itself cannot stand. One way or another, our divisions within ourselves between one another will be resolved. Which brings us to our next new moon. The ninth and next new moon for the USA will be in 2024 at 20 degrees of Pisces in the third house. Pisces holds the final lesson and ultimate gift of spirit. That is, it is the vehicle of our imagination, the source of our potential to be and become whatever we dream to be. But it also holds our greatest challenge, the necessity that we overcome our fears if we are to become what we will be, if we are to build a better world. This is the story of humanity found at the core of Pisces, that we are here to acknowledge that we made what we are by what we dream and what we fear. And we simply must choose between thriving by faith or suffering in fear. If we choose faith, that we believe in ourselves and in one another, then we will remain on the path of love and the way of hope. We will look for the ways in which we can reach into the hearts of one another and see that we are brothers and sisters knowing that not a single one of us can ever be truly fulfilled until we are all free to be our very best too. It seems 
quite significant to me, given where we find ourselves today, that we will have this new moon during our next presidential election of 2024. And I am certain that we will see our time as the moment in which love and understanding was restored within us and between us, because the myriad challenges we have created for ourselves can only be resolved by helping one another. The promise of America has never been met. But over the last 250 years, many courageous and loving souls have moved us closer to Lincoln's plea to listen to the angels of our better nature. We can be among those who brought us that much closer to our ideals of equality and justice for all. If we remain faithful to our ideals as we are guided by our open minds and act through our forgiving and loving hearts. Let it be so. Okay. Um, as I said, I'll, I'll um, for all of you, and, and then send it along, hopefully in the next couple of days, and after I fix my, my email programs or email uh, services that send out my postings. And again, I apologize for the multiple emails you all got. I, I got them too, so I know you got them because uh, I have them sent to me so I can check how it's working. Um, so anyways, um, I, again, we're imperfect. <laughs> and so I apologize. Uh, so I see you all holding on there. I just want to get a sip of water here before I start taking calls and uh, talking to you all and, um, and seeing what's on your mind today. And um, let's just see. I'll go in order right here. And again, I'll, I'll state the phone number, so um, the area code, so you know who I'm calling on. And again, just give me your first name, if you will, and, and let me know your question. Okay, so here we go. Um, calling on someone in area code 951. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill, it's Nathaniel. Nathaniel, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, you know, I kind of been better, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's been it's been kind of rough. I mean, you're you're in Canada, right? Um, as I recall, California. Is that true? California. What, California. Oh, Cal California. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I thought it, um, I, I I I got you mixed up with somebody else. Um, well, California too. I mean, uh, I have, what part of California? What part of California? I have cataracts. Sacramento. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, in Sacramento. Yeah. Well, you just, you just found out you have cataracts, you said? About a week ago, and, uh, you know, so I'm uh, helping them see it so good. Oh, no. I, I know. Actually got uh, fired. There, there was no. a fire at work on July 10th, and I ended up getting fired. Oh, gee. Oh, my goodness. So you're, you're going through a lot of upsets and shocks and, yeah. and surprises here. Yeah. Um, well, let me pull up your chart. Yeah, I, so I know I've got it here. I heard it's Leo season, so it's time to have courage. Well, yeah, well, Leo is the son of courage, uh, and that's certainly true. Um, um, we all we all need to have courage. Um, that's that goes without saying. Okay. You know, but, but 
yet, yeah. but again, you're you're a Taurus, and so Taurus is also a very fixed and purposeful and known for being a very strong sign. But um, as we probably have spoken about when we've talked earlier this year, even the last year, I would have seen it incoming in your chart. This is the year that that planet Uranus, which is the awakener, but also the planet that brings in shocks, surprises, and upsets, is in the sign of Taurus and is parked on top of your sun all this year. Um, and certainly, you know, it would, it would have been something similar 21, 22 years ago when it was squaring your sun. But I remember Uranus being on my sun, and it was quite a year of well, I was saying to myself more and more than once, what the hell is going on? And I'm the kind of person, I don't ever look at my own chart. I'm looking at other people's charts. And then I say, what's going on? And I go look at my chart and say, oh, no wonder. Um, that's just me. Um, but I remember that year. It was eventful and disturbing. And often Uranus comes with the experience of something has been lost or something taken away. And I feel bereft or, you know, shook up um but it also by that very strong action breaks us out of something because we're meant to move on to something else so it's it's supposed to be the planet of liberation but we're we're attached and and comfortable more or less with what's been happening or how things have been happening um but uranus comes along and says nope it's time for change and we sometimes we can fight or resist change but sometimes it's stronger than we are um, so that external shock of, of losing one's job. I mean, Uranus rules your 10th house of careers. So that's certainly one area that it would um, very much manifest in. Um, and, of course, the, the difficulty with cataracts and such. My wife had that. She's had both her eyes done um, and actually wasn't a bad experience in the end, but it's uh, I'm shocking. When, bad experience yeah. in the end. What, what was that? What's that? I'm, t- I'm trying to get I'm trying to get on medical. I've been on on and off, and I'm not oh. sure if I'm supposed to work and stuff so I can get the operation. So they tell me I oh. got it, and then they tell me I don't, and I want to try to get uh, pre uh, uh, qualified or pre, what are they pre authorization for it? So right for for the for, for the surgery. Um, and and again they. You're not yet. You're by being fired. You, you're still covered under a medical plan for a while before you have to find some other insurance. Or what happens in this case? Well, I applied for Medi-Cal and I had no income, but uh, not sure what's going to go on. You know, if I yeah. they're you know saying I have more than two thousand dollars, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, or am I getting more on unemployment than? Uh, but I don't know if I have any of those sort of things up in the air. So my whole life is yeah. really up in the air. And, yeah, uh, I know. I, I, I hear you. Well, what, what you obviously need to do is reach out to all the different agencies and social services uh, for information of, of the general information and people specifically in your state of being not yet on Medicare and yet was employed and had a health plan, but now being fired, there should be some bridge plan that one would be covered under so you can get the medical treatments you need. Um, but this, again, is another 
another example of how compared to other countries in the world where we medic, medical care is something not tied to your employment, it's just there. Um, we are a nation that continually puts people into un unnecessary experiences of suffering and worry and fear and anxiousness because we don't know where to get the help we need. Um, um, all I know is you you have to, given what's happening in your chart right now, you have to be firm and flexible. You know, bend with these winds of change, but be resolute and determined and, and very pro programmatic and doing the due diligence to find out as best you can what's available to me and how do I secure that. Um, and and again, knowing that, um, you know, though you have the cataracts and there, it's been obviously developing for some time, I don't know how fast it's progressing, but you do have time. You will eventually get new lenses in there and you'll see clearly again. Um, it's, it's quite a, it's not a hard operation at all. Um, and, and, and quite, many people are, have seen better than they've ever seen before. So um, that's a good thing. Um, but, but that's a kind of a, a double blow, like a body blow to you to have, have a medical crisis and have lost your job all in one fell swoop. Um, um, but, but all I can say is, you know, hang, hang in there. Um, I've just read the room right now and just, you know, the roommates are talking. There's one Muslim guy that's not here. And, uh, I told you about that girl that lives here and, and nobody's really talking. About uh, talking about what? To, to, to be about your your situation? Oh. No, no, not communicating at all with one another. Wow, wow. Um, yeah, so, so, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, pretty strange. Yeah, no. I mean that that is that is strange. Um, but I would, yeah. I would reach out. You know, would, I would reach to, out to. It's the, hard I, to put. Right. Well, I, I would reach out to whatever whatever friends you know that can help you um, look for the aid and assistance that should be available, and also um, yourself do your own work to look and see what you are you know, so um, really entitled to. Being homeless, it's really hard to rent a room here. It's really I've tried to rent a room, and uh, people. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of scams out there, and then people, you know, there, there's so many homeless people. They, you know, the rooms yeah. get so fast. So, you know, but uh, um, I'm really, uh, you know, hoping I'm going to get this. Uh, I have a torn retina too, and uh, I'm not oh, sure God. that I'll, I'll be able to see uh, uh, that they supposedly did the surgery on it, but I still kind of mess with my left eye. I have to like. Uh, pull the lash out and I don't know it may be uh, you know there may be you know I don't know if it, if the cataract operation is going to you know hopefully it will work on that you know so maybe as I had well yeah so I mean, well at least if at least, at least having the cataract you'll have one one fully functional eye a torn retina is something that has to be addressed very quickly um, so you need to I had, I had I, laser I surgery on them year ago, but it's still, it's oh. super kind of like watery and everything, so, uh, oh, I see. Uh, you know, oh, so, uh, what do you see for me, you know, financially, you see the windfalls coming in, or, 
Uh, I, I don't see windfalls coming in. No, I can't say I see that. I do see that there's support. Um, I, I, there is Jupiter's in your 10th house, which usually means that there is some protection available to you from whatever whatever generosity and protection you've put out there in, in the recent past in your life. There can be found by you support from people in authority, uh, whether that be government or other agencies or whatever, that would come to your aid at this time. So you need to just, um, you know, make it your mission right now to do the work to find those organizations which can support somebody going through something like you're going through right now. That's what you have to do. Um, and it will, and it will be there, but it's just, it's going it, it, to, this is a time when you're going to feel me. like, what's that? You know, you know, my brother's kind of helping me, uh, but I'm not so sure that he, he doesn't he doesn't want to talk. He only wants to text, and I'm not so sure of his intention. You know, if he really cares or not. His birthday is June seventh, okay. nineteen fifty-three. Okay. Well, I mean, you, this planet Uranus uh, that started in your chart in your third house of siblings. So it certainly is he's tied into this whole phenomena of my life getting shook up in this time in some spiritual way. And I would certainly stay in contact with him and see what you can do with him to perhaps uh, as one of those people who could step in right now and help you in your time of need. We often think bad that we're asking someone to help us, but we're giving them the opportunity to show their love and goodwill and, and generosity of spirit by doing that. I mean, somebody has to be in need for people to meet their needs. So you're the one who has a need now and, and understand that it will should give you the help that you need. You just have to be going out there and asking for it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, Nathaniel. Well, I'll talk to you next time. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry for what you're going through. Okay. Appreciate- yeah, okay, you take, all that, take care. Uh, great insight. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to go to the next caller here. It's 860 is the area code. You're on with Bill. Um, hi. Hello, 860. Hello, hi. Hi. Who's this? How are you? I'm fine. Who's this? Good. Uh, my name is Amla. Did you need my birth date? Uh, it's Amla, you said, A-M-L-A, is that it? A. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, I would need, if you're going to look, ask ask about yourself, that's what I would need. So let me just put your name in here so I can okay. get that there. And what's your what's your birth date? 12-16-73. Okay, and what time were you born? Yep, 9-4-4 a.m. And the city and state? Yep. New Britain, N-E-W, Britain, B-R-I-T-A-I-N, Connecticut. Okay. And let's see what we have here. You are, as you know, a Sagittarius with your moon in Virgo, and you have Aquarius rising. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So what can I do for you today? (laughs) Yes, I am definitely Earth, Wind, Fire, Girl, Lady. (laughs) Yeah, so, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just am wondering, like, I just um, I, I finished my second book. It just uh, launched, uh, sorry, it just came out last month. I'm having my launch 
talk gathering this coming Sunday, the 8th of August. I'm just wondering what's going on with like my social life. It's just been so difficult. And um, do you feel me being in a relationship because I feel ready career-wise? I feel good. I feel really good about right. myself. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, let, let me let me see where uh, look at all the all the planets are in your chart. I do. Um, I mean, the big indicators we always look at is where's that progressed moon and where's that transiting Saturn. But other things look too. And right now, your progressed okay. moon, um, beginning at the beginning of January in 2021, moved into Gemini, which is of course a sign opposite to Sagittarius. But that means this is a yeah. time of curiosity and networking and reaching out and making new connections and doing your messaging. So it's great for disseminating your ideas or products in the world and, and also forming new networks in your own, in your own mind and consciousness. But it's a, it's a restless right. and curious and exciting time um, for that reason. Um, and it means yeah. I do need stimulation. I want stimulation. <laughs> um, but that planet Saturn has just moved into your first house this year and it was okay. dancing across the threshold in 2020 and to 21. And when Saturn's in our first house, we are stepping into our a next iteration of our identity, of what we call ourselves, our presence in the world. And, awesome. and what's happened here is Saturn is in that first house, which means you are making a new statement of yourself in the world. You are, you know, at having a new attitude, a new approach, a new energy form, a new name that you call yourself and things like that. It's all great for that. But yeah. your ruler, the planet Jupiter, which is right next to your Venus there rising in your first house, which is a quite a fortunate or fortuitous place for those two planets to be. But okay. that means this year Saturn's parked on your Jupiter. Um, and, okay. and that means it's a, it's a year we're beginning a new major cycle of growth, but also there's constraints and limits that you're facing with growth, both personal yeah. and professional. And so yes. I'm realizing in terms of the allocation of my time and energy, um, some years I would say, do everything, because the more you do, the more you'll have, right? And this is the year it says, right. no, I've got to be smart about where I spend my time and my money, because if I spread it out too widely and don't concentrate it, it could become dissipated. So the right. message of your um, chart is this is the year where less is more, meaning okay. focus. You've got yes. five things you want to do. Keep those five things, but put three on the back burner and focus on one or two, and you'll make much yeah. greater progress. Okay? Yeah. But, yeah. It's, but it mm -hmm. also means since, since Jupiter is our truth and how we relate to the world and Venus is love and what we want in terms of love, and Saturn's parked there right now, uh, this is the okay. year when you're reexamining what do I like and what do I want in general right. in terms of things and experiences, but also in people. Um, and right. so this is the year where I call this year the Goldilocks year. Um, it can't oh. be too hot. It can't be too cold. It's got to be just right. <laughs> so Amla is yeah. being a little more careful and selective. But it also you're internally you're reexamining what, what makes me have value. What is my source of love and beauty within me, yeah. which then gets reflected in experiences around me. So if I'm in a relationship, we're reexamining what we have and hold together, and if it's good, we can continue. And in any new relationship that might be in the offing, I'm being much more particular and careful to make sure that we are more or less having a lot in common or a lot that we can share 
because I'm I'm only going to be involved in something really serious now. Okay. Yes. So it's true. So, so you're yes. so you have to be. So you just have to respect your energy form now and saying, I am being selective. I am being careful. I'm going to take my time, right. but right. Well, whatever it does happen now is going to be really serious, um, and something okay. very important could start this year as a result. Okay. Do you know when that might? Because astrology, do you know like have a feel for? When that might happen, you, you, I just wanted to just recap everything. Like you said it right on. I mean, it's already the eighth month of the year and I've been mm-hmm. diligently working and this book represents my using what you just described as using discernment. And that's exactly right. what I've been doing with, with even in the book, you know, sure. and, and coming sure. into my own power. So that's very, it's fascinating what you said. So just was wondering well, if you well, have yeah, anything. And- about when, um, when, what, 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 what are you looking for to have happen? The relationship, <laughs> like you said, that um, okay. I'm going to be more serious about it. So, do you feel like certain months that it might be more stronger? Well, I, well, I mean, you're in a strong period right now because okay. there are a lot of planets going through your seventh house right now. So, this is a good month to be out and available and whatever, and trying to find connections okay. and make connections. That, that's very possible. But but okay. you'll be in a much more you'll be in a much more playful, fun m- place next year. Sure. <laughs> next okay. year. So okay. so so next year next year's fun and games and play and romance and creativity and play. It's play and recreation next year. This is the year of being serious. Doesn't mean something won't happen, but it's going to be more not limited, but more serious and, and constrained. Okay. But you will be okay. not constrained and you'll be very liberated in 2022. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. That's not that bad. That's great. I'm excited. Okay. No, no. Okay. Okay. Thank Alma. You. Good talking to you. Sure. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> you take care. Thank uh, you. All right. You. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Um, to the next one. Hello, you're on with Bill. It's 760 is the area code. Who's this? Hello? Hello, 760. <laughs> Are you there? I, I thought hello? I heard you in the background. Yes. Yes. Hello. You are on with Bill. Yes. Uh, hello. Oh, good. Who's good, this? good, good, Bill. This is Gigi. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, good. I'm well. I'm well. So, yeah, I would love if uh, you could take a peek into my chart for love, a uh, relationship coming in. And my okay. birthday is 7, <laughs> 7, 17, 58. That's 5, 8. And 11.32 okay, a.m. No. in New York. Hold on, dude. I just thought you're. I have another Gigi here, so I'm putting you in Gigi too. <laughs> no, so give it to me again. Okay. Seven. What? Seven. What? Seventeen. Seven seventeen. Uh huh. And it, the year is fifty-eight. Five eight. Fifty-eight. Right. And the time. Eleven thirty-two a.m. in New York City. Okay. In New York. Like me, I'm yeah. born in New York too. Okay. Okay. So, um, yay, yay, New York. (laughs) So, so you, you, if you've ever had your chart done, you know, you're a cancer, of course, with your moon in the next sign of Leo. So 
Your sun's right. in the moon sign, and your moon's in the sun sign. <laughs> so yes, you're, it is. You're, you're a cancer who has this strong Leo energy form of being, you know, a rather strong and demonstrative Leo cancer. Cancers can be cautious, but Leo sort of has that pride and that shine to it. And, and then you have your Venus in Gemini, so you, you really want to be a Gemini. So you're very curious and need stimulation. Um, in your life and in your romantic life especially. Um, this is very important to you. Um, and because you have Libra rising, you frame your whole life around the experience uh, of relationship. Relationship is my approach to life. I, I, I see everything as relationships, and I want to belong to this community, to this uh, area, to this person, or be with this person. Is everything to you. I love to connect. So, yeah, no, no, no question about it. However, because you have Libra rising, that gives you airy setting, which is that planet of enthusiasm and drive and, and leaping into things. And so one of the messages of your chart was, Gigi, keep your enthusiasm, but don't be impatient. Don't rush things. Don't leap into relationships. Let them build slowly and steadily. Exactly. Right. But you're the kind of person who's going to fall head over heels because it feels so good. <laughs> and and, and it, it is good. It is good. I rush in where angels fear to tread, and it's, I can, this is all going to be great. It's going to be great. And, of course, yes, it can be, but there's also stuff to work on. And so you have hopefully learned over time to, as I say, keep your enthusiasm, but be more yeah. patient and build a stronger, okay. steadier foundation in all your relationships as opposed to uh, rushing them. That has been an ongoing lesson in this life for you, okay? Um, and not you. that it's the lesson right now, it's just been the lesson. Um, right. right now, again, because you're Cancer, your progressed moon is a really important indicator for what's going on in your chart. Um, and your progressed moon right now is in Sagittarius, which means this is right. a time where you're looking to explore and expand and travel and push back the horizons of your life uh, and come to a greater understanding to find the truth, which is your lifelong mission. You came in here searching for truth. And of course, you'll keep searching because there is no end to that. There's no destination called truth. It's just the journey. But that's what you came in to be, a searcher for truth. Um, and so keep studying other cultures and religions and, and philosophies and teachings because it's what you're about. Um, when it comes to love, though, um, because your Venus is in, in that ninth house as well, and now your moon's in Sagittarius, there is that element sometimes always in your life that you're not going to be or wish to be with someone who's, who's different than yourself, who comes from a different background or culture than your own. Uh, not that they have to be foreign, though that could happen, um, but it does mm -hmm. indicate that you're, you want something that is not, 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 not as familiar as some other people might want in their life. So you, you, you like to have your life expand by being with somebody, and of course their life expands by being with you. Um, but there's a tricky thing going on in your chart right now. That planet Neptune, the planet of dreams and vision and our imagination, it's beginning to line up with your Venus um, this year and into next year. And that means uh, it's a very romantic aspect, Neptune to Venus, but it also is a reminder that things are not always what they seem, especially if we 
let our imagination get too far ahead of us. And so the, the ability to see clearly who and what I'm dealing with here is with us all. If we stay centered and not wish to see anything, we will see more. But if we want to see something or we're afraid we're going to see something, then un, unbeknownst to ourselves, we project that upon the person we're encountering and they become that for us for a while. And then the real test of that relationship becomes when that image breaks up or falls from them and we see them as they really are, which may not be bad, but for us it's a shock because it's not what we thought they were. So your challenge in these two years is to hold yourself back and let people show themselves to you rather than you trying to too much project upon them what you wish or want them to be. It's a challenge. Right. Okay. So is it possible we're, we're all, to meet we're all clairvoyant. We all have – we're all clairvoyant. And you are more than most because you've got that moon lined up with Neptune and all the things that give you clear seeing ability. But that clear seeing ability can sometimes get distorted by our desires or our fears. And so my question was, is it still possible to meet someone of significance during this two-year period? However, um, be very mindful of taking my time and the approach and eyes wide yes, open kind yes. of situation? Oh, it, it, yeah. it, it could be a very romantic time. This could be one of the most romantic times in your life ever, literally. But that's, mm. again, romance is not relationship. <laughs> so we right. have to enjoy right. the romance. Enjoy the romance of the romance, but while we're building, hopefully, a more meaningful and sustainable and, lever- and lasting relationship, right. it's like working on two levels, right? Um, so, yes, right. I would imagine you would have a very romantic period coming up here, um, and love is in the air for sure, okay? So, romance on the way to relationship. Yes, and, and again, it could lead to a very enjoyable experience but of course i have to remind myself that things aren't always what they seem and i have to sort of let things reveal themselves over time as we develop more trust and intimacy we have we open up more with one another and reveal our fuller nature which is fine um right that's that's how we okay yes 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 thank you so much that was so illuminating thank you well, thank you. Thank you for calling. I'll talk to you again. Okay. Okay. Bye. My pleasure. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Um, let me say goodbye to Gigi. And then uh, let me just pick one more person here. Uh, and then we're going to have to say goodbye because my time's running out. It's your area code 347. You're on with Bill. Who is this? Hello? Hi, Bill. My name is Sarah. Okay. Um, Sarah, hi. Hi. Hi, uh, my first time calling Hi. in. I've been reading your um, writing that you send out. It's been very helpful. Um, thank I you. am wondering, thank you. Um, I'm wondering if you may be able to look into my chart for kind of what are the cutting edges of my personal growth like trajectory sure. right now. Um, okay. I'm in a period of, you know, doing a final year of training for. Um, my graduate degree in nurse midwifery, um, and so I'm in, in what, in what field? To, sorry, uh, what what, in, what field are you? I'm, be, I'm studying to be a midwife. To be a nurse midwife. A midwife. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, 
I'm trying to cultivate my capacities as a healer, um, in a sense. Um, I also am going through a, a, a kind of processing of a major grief. Um, I lost my sister, um, a year ago, just about. Yeah. She was my only, only sister and she unfortunately took her life. Um, so that's oh a real blow and really something to work through. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I'm well, also what, what, coming what out you, of what, a very volatile relationship. So. Wait, you've, had, you've got the trifecta, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. My yeah. goodness. Okay. Uh, um, what's, what's your birth date, Sarah? Um, my birthday is April 1st, 1985. Okay. And I was born at um, yeah eight fourteen p.m. in and Royal Oak, Michigan. Royal Oak, Michigan, you said, right? Okay, so let's see what we have here. So you're a Aries and a Leo Moon and Libra rising. There's that Libra rising again. Everything's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of how you approach the world. Um, but again, what's wonderful about your, 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 your field that you're moving into, you, of course, your son is in the sixth house of health and healing. And many people um, with their son in the sixth house have to go on their own healing journey or deal with a health issue that eventually leads them on the path to becoming a healer in this lifetime. So you're well-equipped with your desire to make sense of things and provide order. As I say, the key to health in our life is really to live in beauty, to feel at peace. Uh, but in various, on various, our various bodies have to all be in agreement with that, and whether it's the physical to the, to the spiritual. But certainly, I would have certainly tagged you as someone who came in here to do the healing work. Um, and then you have Pluto, and the planet of the will is your rising planet, which is the planet of transformation, birth, and rebirth. So that's pretty significant as well. And at the top of your chart, there's your moon in Leo um, in the 10th house of the career. So a moon in the 10th house is a person whose life work is about meeting the needs of others, um, anticipating what they will need is how we meet other people's needs. Um, In other words, you can't you can't just go in and the person says, I need this. You have to sort of, in a way, sense what they're going to need to be able to meet them in that moment. And people like yourself have that sense of what's going to be needed or what's coming so you can anticipate and meet their needs. That's one of your strengths in this lifetime. Um, in terms of the relationship with your sister, um, you have in your third house of siblings the planet Neptune, which is that planet of of, of the, the spiritual world and dreams and imagination and visions, but also the world of illusions and fantasies and escapism. And so you would have a very spiritual but unusual relationship with any sibling in this lifetime, or at least with one sibling. And as you said, it was your only sibling. Um, and so people will pass out of this world in various ways and forms and we all are having to get our heads and hearts around what that means. The, the passage by suicide is the most fraught with trauma for those of us left behind, of course. Um, and, and people often think of this, you know, that people, people do this and they say, how could they do this? Because that person didn't realize perhaps the unbelievable effects they would be causing in every other person in their life 
who was connected to them. Um, it's a very violent act against every other person in their life who now has to deal with the, the consequences of that energy form shocking through their body of having lost someone dear to them. Um, and it's just, just, just tragic. Uh, there's no other way of describing it. Um, and I, I'm very sorry for your loss. Um, and uh, let's just see what's, that was just looking at your chart generally. Let's see what's happening in the chart at this time. Um, let me get the, all the aspects and transits figured out here, but let me just look at it as a visual where all the planets are. So right now, um, oh, there you go. Your progressed moon is moving through the sign of Capricorn, and it's been there for about six months. And really for the last um, eight months, it's been in that third house, the house of communications and intelligence and developing new understanding. It's great for being in school, but it's also the house of siblings. And so whenever the moon is in a certain house, our attention is going to be drawn to that house. So you'd be, you're working on your intelligence, you're working on your communications, you're working on absorbing knowledge and refining your knowledge. But another side effect of this would be that I'm going to have to pay more particular attention or have my attention drawn to questions and considerations about any siblings in my life during this period. Um, so it, it didn't cause this, of course, that was a choice on their part. Uh, so something would have been going on in your life in this, in this manner, but not necessarily this actual fact of what occurred. Um, but any astrologer would have pointed out that something would be going on in this area for you. Um, meanwhile, the planet Saturn, which is the outer most critical planet for timing of things. Um, it has moved into your fourth house now for this year and next year and the year after. Um, you are now in your life focused on setting down deep, deep roots and foundations. You're making major long-term commitments to anchor and fix your life upon a path, upon a purpose, upon a direction that you will carry on now, maybe for the rest of your life, but certainly for the next 15 to 20 or more years, this is when you make long-term commitments to a place, to a person, to a path. Um, so you're anchoring your life right now, setting it up for, for many, many years to come. And that's what this, this period's for. Um, let me just look at other things here. Um, what else is going on? Down the list. Um, this also was a year um, that planet Uranus, the awakener that shakes things up and stirs things up, went over your seventh house, which is in your Mars in the seventh house, the relationship. And so this was going to be a year where the issue was in your life this year am I being me in any and all my relationships, especially the most important ones? And if I'm not free to be myself, then I must free myself from a situation, which I may have had some role in creating, but, or it changed over time and it wasn't my, what I intended it to be, but I, I need to be free now um, is, the, is the operative word. Um, and if, if I am in a relationship where there's mutual understanding and we are creating a space of helping each other become more who we are, then it will do well here. But if I'm in a situation where someone does not treat me free and equally and doesn't encourage my growth as much as I encourage theirs and all those things that should be there in a healthy relationship, 
that I have to break free of it this year would be the would be the calling upon you in terms of your own spiritual growth. Um, so that partly or possibly completely, but partly explains the the, uh, the ending of a volatile relationship um, in your life at this time. And you, this is something you have to be careful about again. Um, in your chart in general, because you do have that Mars in your seventh house, uh, and that can lead to experiences in life of being with very, as we say, vigorous or active or volatile people that I may be having come into my life uh, in this lifetime in relationships. Um, so it's a pattern there, okay, mm-hmm. that you're working on. Yeah. When, when did your sister commit suicide um how long uh, ago she was died that? um <clears throat> she died early in the morning on july uh 5th 2020 july oh, 20 oh so it's a year ago now okay a yeah. year ago now. oh my god yeah so yeah she, and so i've been watching it because a... she died under a full moon that night um uh, i believe so oh gee and was she, was she was she a younger sister or older sister or she was younger yeah she was 32 32 um well the thing is that the way we understand things spiritually is that we are immortals and we can't kill ourselves but we can kill our body um and therefore we for whatever was hurting us or torturing us that we couldn't bear any longer and we remove that physical vehicle um, we now have to wait until our time was up, supposedly, until we're able to move really on uh, into further uh, realms and, and healing and such over time, and then come back to this life um, to deal with the consequences of taking that action, um, as it were. But um, but I often talk to people who are, you know, it's, it's okay to consider these questions about life and the meaning of life and should I live and why do I live and all those things. It's, it's important. Um, whenever I encounter someone who's mentioning that they might consider, you know, that what's possible, I can kill myself. You know, I said, oh, yes, I know you, you, you think you can. And they go, what do you mean I think I can? I said, well, you're not going to kill yourself. You're just going to kill your body. You don't think that's who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because that's the thing. It's like you're not this physical body. It's a vehicle. We are, we are always in heaven. The spirit resides there, can't leave that realm but it sends through layer after layer into a mental body and an emotional body. And finally this physical body, which we can, we have to have down here on your physical plane of earth. Um, and then leaving this body, we roll back up again into the other kingdoms, but we never leave heaven. Our spirit body is always in heaven. Um, and the, and the truth is that when we wish to be with those who've left us, they don't visit us because they're no longer in a physical form, but we can visit them in their, in the spirit realm through loving thoughts, thinking loving thoughts of them. We experience them as visiting us here, but the reality is we are on their plane with them for a time. Um, so think loving thoughts of her. Um, and um, not that you want to have a, a visit with her necessarily, but um, in the end, that's, that's, that is the, the substance energy form that binds the whole universe together and us to one another. And, we don't come in alone. We come in in waves and we come in with other people we've been connected with before and we keep meeting up with each other again and again 
in different kinds of relationships. In one later life, she's your sister. In another life, she could be your mother. In another life, you could be her mother, right? And it just goes, or brothers, and you know, you change sexes. And, and people say, why? Why do we do this? I say, because we're here to learn over a series of many incarnations and looking through all these different lenses of different types of relationships to one another to develop a perfect, all-rounded, unconditional love for one another. Mm-hmm. So it requires many experiences. And we don't have any stranger we meet up with down here for the most part. We've all been here before. <laughs> and, and we're mm-hmm. going to be here again working on stuff, um, as we must. But um, I, uh, there's nothing... Well, there's probably nothing worse than a parent losing their child out of their time, but losing a sibling is rough. My, I lost my brother I, you know, out of nowhere. He just died. No one knew he was going to die. And um, you, you feel all that emptiness of not having the, the, the possibility of, of finishing things up and closing the circle and saying goodbye. It just, just it ends. And it's so, such a shock to the system. And I, I, I yes. don't know what you're going through, but I, I feel for what you're going through. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing those thoughts. It's really helpful and nice to hear. Okay. Okay, Sarah. Well, I wish you the very best, and uh, I know you'll make a great midwife. I know it. Thank you for saying that. So, oh, oh, good, 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 luck, good luck to you, and stay in touch, okay? Okay. Okay, be well. Thank you. Okay, everybody, it's time for me to go. Um, way past time, I guess, but that's, I should make these shows an hour and a half, I suppose. But I'll just do this and just run over, which is perfectly fine. So I'll hopefully be back in the next week or two for another episode, and I do look forward to talking to you all then. And I'll fix my emails, I promise, so they won't get so many emails in your, in your inbox next time. Okay, bye for now. <laughs>